If you're coming up to retirement or if you're already retired and you're thinking about getting a new dog, then today I want to run through some of the questions that you need to ask yourself when you're thinking about what the best dog for retirement is. Welcome to the show that helps you look after your dog and cat to the best of your ability so you can keep your furry family member comfortable, happy and as healthy as possible. This is the Our Pets Health podcast and I'm your host, veterinarian Dr Alex Avery. Welcome to the show now. Although it's all about choosing the best dog for your retirement, if you're younger, if you're not up for retirement, there's still goes through some very important questions that you should ask when you're thinking about bringing a dog or even a cat into your life just to make sure that they're the perfect match for you for your lifestyle and that you're going to be able to provide for all their needs so definitely stay tuned even if you don't fit into that kind of retirement category and just before I get into those questions, if we've not met before, I'm Dr. Alex and this is the Our Pets Health Podcast and it's the podcast where I'm giving you information all aimed to help you and your pet live a healthier, happier life. So if you're not already, if you're a new listener and we've not met before, definitely consider subscribing if that's something that you're interested in. But that's it from me. Let's get into the episode. There are four key questions when it comes to considering the best breed for your dog. So the first of these is should you get a big breed or a small breed? So this is important for a number of different reasons. The first of these is actually the strength of the dog. So actually being able to handle and manage the dog. You know clearly a Labrador pulling on the end of the lead is going to be a lot more stress and strain and need a lot more strength than a Chihuahua for example. So thinking about a big and a small breed is important from that point of view. It's also important though if you're thinking about um, if your dog becomes unwell well if they um, you know uh, get a, an injury when they're out and about or if they're sick and unwell at home and they're unable to get to the car themselves then you're going to need to be able to transport your dog to get help and so are you going to be able to physically cope with a big dog now it might be that you live very close to friends and family and that's not going to be a problem but if you're by yourself and you've got a labrador that can be really challenging to manage now the next question to ask when you're thinking about the best breed for retirement is should you get an energetic dog or a quiet dog an energetic dog is clearly going to be a great companion if you're planning to spend your days kind of out walking, out exploring your neighbourhood or your environment or going on holidays and, 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 you know, walking the hills and that kind of thing. But if you're kind of planning on a quieter life, if maybe health problems mean that you're not able to be quite so active, then having a quieter dog breed, one who requires much less exercise, is going to be really important. Not just because they'll be easier to manage and, you know, they're going to be more appropriate for you, but also you're going to be able to to provide a better home environment for them. There is nothing worse than an energetic dog not being able to kind of burn off their energy. Uh, and, and as a result of that, they develop behavioral problems, they're frustrated, and they're really not as happy as they could otherwise be. So have a think about yeah, what energy level is going to suit your retirement lifestyle best. And the next question is you need to think about specific breed problems. So if we're thinking of purebreds, pure breed dogs especially, then a lot of them will come with their 
specific set of health problems. So if we're thinking of a Westie, so the West Highland White Terrier, they get um, frequently get skin disease. If we're thinking about a Cavalier King Charles, they'll get heart disease. If we're thinking about our small kind of squash-nosed dog breeds, so like our pugs or our French bulldogs, then they can get problems just because of their conformation. If we think of Dachshunds, then they can get back problems. So, you know, it's important that you're aware of the different health problems that your dog might come across. And this is important, you know, for anyone who's ever getting a dog to consider. But, you know, if you're in retirement, then, you know, it depends on how um, much pension you've got, how much funds you've got to live off, whether you're going to be able to afford the treatment and afford the care that your dog is going to need in the future. The last thing you want to do is to put yourself into financial difficulty um, in your older years while you're trying to look after your pet and do the best for your pet. And the last thing you want to do is to feel guilty because you're not able to provide the care that you could have potentially predicted that they might need. And then my final key question when choosing the breast breed for retirement is to think, um, do you get a young dog, a puppy? Do you get a, a middle-aged dog or do you get an older dog? And, you know, this is important. So a puppy obviously has loads of energy, loads of enthusiasm. It's important that they get out and about and they're well socialised. They experience lots of different situations, people, other dogs, noises, all that kind of thing you know, the likelihood is, is that you're going to have more time on your hands. So you're going to be able to put that effort into them in the early stages. You're going to be able to spend the time training them properly, socializing them properly, which is fantastic. It's also a really good bonding experience um, to go through all that with your new puppy. It might be that you're not able to do that for them. And if we're not kind of starting them off on the right tracks, then we can get behavioral problems and we can get issues. And so it might be that actually a middle-aged dog or an adult dog is more appropriate. They're going to come already trained, hopefully. They should already have, you know, been um, neutered, been uh, spayed or castrated. They'll maybe um, have kind of had, have had their training. They're going to be, um, you know, housebroken, all that kind of thing. And so that might be more appropriate. Alternatively, a senior dog might be more appropriate. You know, you might be able to provide a really fantastic home for an older dog who may have a few mild health problems. They may be a bit arthritic, but they may just be a little bit quieter and looking for a kind of a, a quieter time in their senior years. So it might be, you know, that a senior dog is better than an adult dog or a puppy. So these questions are all pretty much exactly the same that I recommend anybody ask themselves. So it's not just because you're coming up to retirement or already retired. I'd certainly encourage anybody, you know, if they're leaving home for the first time, if they've got a young family, they need to ask themselves exactly these questions. It just might be the considerations are a little bit different and their answers will change and your answers will change over time. So from this point of view, you also need to consider the fact that your dog is going to live potentially until they're, you know, 40 years old if they're a bigger dog breed potentially maybe 16 or even 18 if they're a smaller dog breed so you also need to think of what your situation is going to be like not just now but also in potentially 16 years time because you need to cope for you know you need to cope with them and you need to be able to provide them with the best care for their whole life as well so it's really difficult obviously to predict what our health is going to be like but if you're already suffering from health problems you know what is the likely progression of that uh, how active are you likely to 
to remain? Uh, are you going to be able to, to lift and carry and move your big dog like I suggest? Um, what are your living arrangements? Is there a chance that you're going to need to move into an assisted living situation or are you going to have to get residential care or something like that where they may allow a small breed dog but they're not going to a larger big dog? So if we can kind of have all of these considerations of what it's likely to happen to us, then we're more likely to be able to provide that final forever home for our dog without putting ourselves and our own needs under undue stress. And that's something that I do believe in as well. A lot of the time I do see people who put themselves in severe financial difficulty or severe emotional difficulty because they've maybe not chosen the best dog breed for them given their situation, their lifestyle and their circumstances. And then this leads me to another thing to think about which is actually estate planning. So if if unfortunately your dog does outlive you then what is going to happen to them? You know and this is something that really is important to think about. If you suddenly become unwell then thinking about what's going to happen to your pet can be a huge source of stress. So you know talk to your friends and family about you know the realistic chance of them taking on your dog or your cat if you've got a cat, um, you know, when you're no longer there or if you're no longer able to look after them and have a really serious conversation about that because it might be that they say that they will do that but really in the heat of the moment when the push comes to shove they're not able to to actually to to, to take on your pet. Uh, there are other charities that are available so there are for example um, I think it's the Cinnamon Trust in the UK or the RSPCA Dog for Life scheme that will um, kind of look after your dog should you not be able to and provide them with the best care possible. You know, consider putting your wishes in your will. Also have some money set aside to look after them so that their costs are able to be covered and they don't become a financial burden for somebody who's maybe not able to provide the best care. So this can all provide, you know, a great life for your dog if you're no longer able to look after them, whatever the circumstance, but it can also take a lot of stress away from your life if things take a turn for the worse. And so what breeds, what dog breeds do I recommend for someone who is retiring, coming up for retirement or is already retired? Well, there are the classic um, classic dogs, so the Chihuahua, the, the Westie, um, the Shih Tzu, uh, breeds like that. They're all, you know, small breed dogs. They're all fantastic companions. They're really loyal dogs. Um, you know, they're great fun to be around. They're, they're pretty bright. They're well, um, they're well easily trainable. Um, so, you know, those would be something to, to think about. If you're thinking of maybe uh, if you'd rather a larger breed dog, then maybe something like a um, Cavalier King Charles Spaniel might be a great dog. They're a little bit of a quieter breed. They're bigger you know they do have problems with their with their hearts that's something to consider they can get ear disease but again they make great loyal companions and a couple of breeds or a couple of considerations that you might not think about especially if you want a larger breed dog a greyhound actually would make a fantastic companion again they're really loyal they're actually really calm placid dogs as well. We think of a greyhound as racing around the track and so having loads of energy. They actually don't need very much energy at all and they're quite happy just spending the day kind of sprawled out on the floor sleeping. They're very quiet and again they make a fantastic breed. And then another consideration um, is something that you need to think about even if you've had dogs your whole life is a dog actually right for you? Would potentially a cat be a more appropriate companion? Cats too, they can be fantastic companions. They're incredibly loyal as well. Um, and they, you know, a really good company. So that would be another consideration. As for where to get your dog from, there are obviously a number of different sources, um, including breeders, just private, um, kind of homebred animals, um, and also shelters. So shelters are a fantastic source for all manner of different breed, different ages, different size, and different temperaments of dogs. So I definitely encourage you to, to visit and talk to your local shelter.
So I'd love to hear your thoughts and questions or considerations on um, those kind of points that I've made there and, and the things that you need to think about. Um, I hope, really hope that they help you, you know, choose the best dog for you so that you can have a fantastic relationship. Um, make sure you head over to the show notes so you can read a little bit more and there'll be some other links as well to choosing a healthy puppy, um, you know, where to get a puppy from if a puppy is is something that you're considering um, to, to, to get. And also that will um, kind of link to the importance of kind of supporting shelters to help prevent the unnecessary euthanasia of otherwise healthy um, pets, dogs and cats who would make fantastic companions for anybody no matter what stage of your life. So make sure you head over to the show notes. But really, that's it from me for this episode. Make sure you're subscribed if you're not already. And until next week, I'm Dr. Alex. This is the Our Pets Health Podcast. Take care. That's it for this week's episode. If you enjoyed it, be sure to subscribe and share it with your friends and family. Also, head over to OurPetsHealth.com to check out the full show notes, links and downloads mentioned in today's show. And until the next episode, this is Our Pets Health, because they're family. <laughs>